listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Ponderous, man. Does anybody give a crap enough to do this? I mean, because if we don't, better to not do it. I probably am below the give a crap level, but Mm. I might be able to rally. Does anybody have extra craps to lend Jack (laughs) to give? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I simultaneously wish and am glad that it's not true, uh, that there's a horse racing track near where I live. It's just too far to drive. Yeah. I love going to horse races. How come? Well, number one, I'll describe a day at the horse races to you or an afternoon. Right. You and a buddy or you and your sweetheart or or a small group of people, whatever. You go, you stake out a nice table at the not free but few dollar cover charge area. Because it's like the higher and ritzier you get, the higher the cover charge is. But you you stake out a spot and everybody throws five bucks down. and, And in most tracks, you do okay. So you sit there. You you sip drinks, you eat grub, every race you bet an amount of money you don't care if you lose. But then it's super exciting to have right. the horses thunder around the track and you might turn five bucks into twenty five. Yeah, right at the wire he loses. <laughs> and then you mellow out for a while. You, you chat more. You have a, you order a beer and then you look at the racing form and somebody says that horse has a funny name and you are you wearing a big hat in this picture? No, oh, I'm all usually <laughs> usually no. You know, come as you are and. It's just fun. I, I don't get. It. I don't get any enjoyment out of gambling. I realize other people do, and that I'm an outlier on that. I'm the opposite to gambling as I am for drinking. I'm the way with gambling the way a lot of other people are with drinking. Yeah, I tried it once and it made me feel dizzy. I'm that way with gambling. Like I wasted five dollars and I never have done it again, and I can't even imagine why anybody'd want to. I can turn it into twenty-five. Big deal. I just. I just can't even imagine. But I realize most people must like yeah, it. They get something out I, of it. I, I could disappear into a poker room for 18 oh, hours. I know. I, I'm worried. I, I, I perfectly understand that that's the way a lot of people are. When we lived in Wichita, there wasn't a horse race track. There was a dog track. Dog race, yeah. So uh, I'd go to the dog races. And friends or family would come right. visit. That's where I'd take them. We'd yeah. go to the dog races, when the I, greyhound races. When I worked in uh, Tucson, dog racing was huge. I mean, I, th- it was like every week, two, right. or three, uh, two or three sets. I've come to realize that both horse racing and dog racing, uh, the retirement is not so great for no. some of these beasts. No. And, you know, I'm, I'm not thrilled with that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like I'd go enough that I'm, like, perpetuating Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, you're not propping up the industry. I, <laughs> right. I, no is raindrop that... ever blames itself yeah. for the flood, Joe. <laughs> I That's will, a good one, Sean. Wow. I will tell you. Yeah, like, let me jot that down, raindrop. I will tell you, taking a young lady to a uh, racetrack, especially if she's uh, never uh, gone to any, any oh, races, is amazing. Date. That's a great date. Yeah. Is she wearing a big hat? <laughs> she <laughs> can wear anything she wants <laughs> right. know, at this point. But no, because it's so exciting. As the right. horses are coming around, you've had a couple of drinks, and now you're all cheering and getting ready to go. Right, so know? there's like camaraderie, right. and then there's... Yeah. Rooting for a common interest. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Then there's, right. then there's uh, you know, excitement and adrenaline. Right. And you got the whole thing, hey, if we if this horse doesn't come in, guess what? We're not getting dinner. Like, that's exciting, right? right. A little, <laughs> little mystery adventure. Like not not going to be able to make the right. We can't afford getting little Jimmy's medicine. <laughs> right. Well, and, and honestly... <laughs> Honestly, and we were kind of sort of talking about this during the uh, the radio show, is uh, when you're competing, your testosterone level rises. Mm-hmm. And testosterone is absolutely a sex-motivating hormone for men and women. 
Um, uh, women who get older have less testosterone. It's one of the reasons that the gals cool off a bit sexually, or so I've heard. Um, so, yeah, so you've got that whole excitement competing testosterone right. thing going as well. So I'm telling you, if you live anywhere near a horse track and you're not uh, bringing dates there, you're a fool. Mm. The chow's usually decent, too. The drinks are overpriced. but what Is are you that where do? the old horses go? To the food? I'm not saying. The steaks. Are you eating Belmont steaks? <laughs> Put the roses around the neck of Jack Armstrong for that joke. Jeez. Yeah, it's fantastic. So uh, my the beginning of my horse racing love was, and I've told this story ages ago on the air, was uh, a buddy of mine, John. Uh, I'd love to give his last name because I like when people do that in names. But John... He was a year older than me in high school. We played tuba together in the band, and we were like number one, number two on the golf team. So we were good buds. And, uh, and there's a lot of tuba playing golf players. Not enough. Yeah. Not enough. We needed affirmative action. (laughs) But, uh, he was super into horse racing. So he said, come on with me someday. And he had a driver's license. And I said, all right. And I worked all the time since I was a little kid. So I had a little scratch laying around. So we'd go to the horse races. And this is back when. Uh, and I've told this story about the old Comiskey Park in Chicago, too, that if you were over 12, they'd pour you beer. And and, if, <laughs> and it just sounded like this. They'd let you into the horse race track. They didn't care. Nobody checked. So you had to be and 18. do you think that harmed society any? I'm sure there were terrible things that happened. Sure there were, too. But is eliminating the couple of terrible things worth? Well, I would say at the horse race track... No, not a, it was no. There was no problem. I was sixteen. I had money. I worked, and and I think yeah, ages sixteen, seventeen. But we'd go to I think it was Belmont Park in Chicago. Why do you have to be an adult to gamble on horses? Well, gambling, Jack. It's yes. a sin. It's yes. an adult activity. But Gee. we'd go in, and he taught me the ropes. And oh my god, I loved it. We'd go and and gamble on horses at night, <laughs> which seems crazy in retrospect, but didn't do me any harm. I probably won about as much as I lost, mm-hmm. and then it was fun. Yeah. But yeah. So I say, let your kids gamble. <laughs> That's the point of the podcast. <laughs> Drop them off with Never the too early to teach them craps. <laughs> so you know what you know would be funny? Maybe this is an exercise somebody does. Maybe it's they're being sentenced to prison, or, uh, or, or I don't know. If you could, if I had a good enough memory, I could do this. Chart out all of the things I've done, wholesome to very naughty. And then put a line around the stuff I'm glad I did and see what's outside of it. Right. Not a lot of the stuff would be outside that line. I mean, I'm, I regret very little of the naughty stuff I did. Very little. Of course, I've never wanted to hurt anybody. And, how, about, how about look at it this way? And I don't steal stuff. How much of the stuff that you did that you don't regret doing would you have been okay with your kids doing? Different line. Different line. Different line. That's always interesting to me. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I feel about this the same way with myself. I think about things that I did that I'm not really bothered that much that I did, but I don't want my kids to do it. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. Well, you Just, know, I don't, uh, some of it is I'm lucky it turned out as good as it did. There's right. absolutely luck in it. Yeah. Realize the dangers that you skirted and the, the, the pitfalls that you narrowly avoided and how easily it could have yeah, bounced yeah. a different way. Yes. Right, right. It also, you know, there are a number of factors, including your personality, but I just, my thing was always, yeah, this is probably a bad idea, but I want to see how it turns out. And and I'm, you Streaky know, my parents in the neighborhood, would, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Streaky, oh my. 
Uh, my parents would occasionally say you showed really bad judgment, and the thing they didn't get was I was okay with it turning out badly. Um, I just saw life a little differently than they did, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You're you're right though, Jack. You never know how close you came to getting killed or well, a lot of my dr- or fast driving or... and various stuff like that is all just you know, it's just luck. Yes, you know, it's funny. I wasn't thinking about stuff behind the wheel. Um but yeah, that's a category where no, I didn't benefit from that. That was just stupid. Um Yeah, and I, I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be right to say I'm glad I did it. I didn't need to drive my dad's pickup truck to the dump as fast as I did on a gravel road. Um, there's no, no upside, it, really. It was a thrill. It taught you a lot about suspension uh, and braking. Yes. <laughs> and gravel. And I, would, I sure as heck wouldn't want my kids doing that. Yeah. yeah. But they probably will anyway. Yeah, it's different with girls, too. You know, raising girls, obviously. You know, my son, like me, was pretty big and uh, until I stopped growing, which was unfortunate, but... Um, you know, yeah, it's different because you can go ahead and get yourself into some somewhat unsavory situations if you have a good eye for how unsavory it is. If you're a reasonably good sized guy with reasonable foot speed, but um, there is luck involved. There's there no doubt. absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah, because and and you know, oh, God, this is going to turn serious, and I didn't mean it to. Okay, um, just before you get to the serious okay, part, because yeah, yeah. I won't be able to take it back. Okay, you said it was unfortunate that you stopped growing. How big do you wish you were? <laughs> Oh. Do you wish you were eight foot tall? Somewhere shorter there? <laughs> I've always wanted to be eight feet tall. <laughs> no, no, I just, no. I mean, uh, would you little, like to be? A little taller. A little bigger and taller. Yeah. I just, I was, now or then? Because then you were playing sports and stuff oh, like that. Oh, now I don't care. No, yeah, I don't really no, And I'm happily married, so I don't give a damn. In fact, I think I'd, I'd like it if I was a little shorter, maybe. Really? Mm. Tough fitting in places? Well, Sometimes. yeah, you get in an Uber or something. Yeah. It's like, dude. A plane seat would be more comfortable if I was 5'8". Dude, I can't. I can barely fit in this. In fact, everything right. would probably be more uncomfortable if I was five eight. Right. I really like my height, but I hate the fact that T-shirts turn into midriffs so often <laughs> after I wash them a single time. <laughs> Nobody's trying to see my belly button. No, no yeah. I'm not trying no. to. Well, no, so no. I'm not going to take it serious. I'll just tell you that you know sometimes good people who made the same sort of calculations, good smart people who made the same sort of calculations I did, misjudged one of the people involved and and very terrible things happened. Mm. You know, but that's, you know, that's an outlier. And and you really can't live your life afraid of the 1 in 50,000. No. shot. Definitely At least not. I've chosen not to, but anyway. What's your philosophy of life boiled down briefly, Marshall? And then we'll wrap this crap up. Right now my philosophy of life is just keep moving ahead. Keep moving ahead. Yep. Yeah, that's that's good. Yep. That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Keep moving ahead. Unlike this podcast, which <laughs> is over. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. We're still trying to figure out what we want this podcast to be on a daily basis. can be anything. It's just it's your wildest dreams. Well, yeah, but the way I look your at it. Your most 
erotic fantasies. If it's just something we didn't get to on the radio show, yeah. then it is by definition going to be the worst thing we did today. That would be true, except often I don't I know list, what's going to end up being really good. I list everything best to worst. No, I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm not buying it. Allow me, Positive Sean, the digital native, to, to be Wait, of assistance. Pipe down over there for a second. I haven't <laughs> finished making my point. How often do we get to something like in the yeah. final moments of the show and say, why do we wait so long? That's what we do best. That's, it happens all the time. What do we do best? The thing that I was talking about. <laughs> the thing anyway. after the thing, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's usually yeah. not something right. that's not blanking serious politics. Right. So I went online. I went to the internet.com. I asked the internet.com, <laughs> what do people talk about on podcasts? And I found this handy article, Podcast Tips, 40 Things You Can Easily Talk About. Let me know if any okay. of these help you guys out. Fabulous. All right. How to shop for blank. Like, what was the last thing one of you guys shopped for? And maybe this is a relatable. Mm. You know, Judy and I were talking about jeans the other day. Shopping for jeans is an ordeal for women. An ordeal. Guys, you got the waist size. Oh, those look good. Sometimes I don't even try them on. <laughs> yeah. They'll fit well enough. I hate shopping for jeans. It is It is an ordeal. But anyway. Anybody who's checking my butt out as I walk by, you surely you got better things to do with your time, right? <laughs> time versus money. What do you value in your life? Okay. False choice. Money. You can. You, can, you, Absolutely. Should, you should value both. Yes, money. Yes, cash. Money over time. Money over love. Money over God. Money over everything. You want to hear something interesting about yeah. shopping? Because um, we were told by a guy who knows about podcasts to explore all tangents. So tangents pop into my head a lot. I just realized sure recently. Said all tangents. I just realized recently. <laughs> Recently is a funny word. It's recent and it's Lee. I mean, uh, not all tangents. The, why is the C pronounced like an S? We need to reform the alphabet. I, I didn't just. I just. Re, I've known this for a long time. I've just accepted recently, and I'm not that young a man that I wear a size 11 shoe. I just do. <laughs> so and do I. I. Are you wow. fighting this? This is really would, beautiful that you're out. <laughs> and I, yeah, I fought this because for some reason I didn't want it to look like I have big feet. So I've been wearing shoes too small for me my entire adult life. Wow. What? <laughs> wow. And I got to tell you how much more comfortable it is to wear shoes that are the correct size. It's just like it's it's an eye-opening experience for me. Are you a chick? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever known a dude in my no, life. No, no never. I want people to think I have smaller feet is not a I thing I've heard guys I, say. I, no. I, don't th- I don't think I ever consciously thought that yeah. or uh-huh. thought about it. I just, I just always erred toward tighter shoes. I think that's why. Anyway, I've just come to... And I, I need you to lie down on the couch. We have no couch. Lay down on the floor. Don't worry about the potato chip crumbs. i got a question for you. Did, did your parents ever mock the Bigfooted? No. References no. to gunboats no. or clown shoes or anything like that? <laughs> no. right. Nice skis you got there right. on your ankles. Right. Right. Yeah. No. But for some reason, I've been wearing 10 or 10 and a half my whole life, and I'm, I'm clearly a size 11. <laughs> and, and the recognizing that has been as liberating as anything I've ever done. It's like when I embraced my baldness. It's very similar. So well, haven't that you, one I get. I'm a big-footed, bald guy. I just am. Haven't right. you been in pain all these years? Yes. My feet have hurt for like 40 years. <laughs> Jeez. See, and this is just one of the 40 topics. I'm going <laughs> right. to save the rest of these for later. Yeah, those are Not dynamite. size 11 shoes. How it's much awesome. smaller were your shoes? Was it like size 9 or... Uh, I think I'd yeah, squeeze How small them. did you go? Ever like, like fives or sixes? <laughs> Practically binding my feet. Got a couple feet. of gangrenous toes. <laughs> They've been squeezed so hard. <laughs> wow. I think I dipped down to a 10 on occasion. 
for some reason. Wow. I don't, I don't know. I don't There's know. nothing worse than shoes that are too tight. Oh, I know. It's a terrible feeling. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's very weird. It's very <laughs> weird. Anyway. Yeah. I spent a bunch of money on a pair of shoes once. I don't know. I must have been in a hurry or something. I convinced myself that they'd stretch out or something. And for the longest time, they're leather. They're like hiking. You know what they were? They're low hiking boots. They're they're like tennis shoe shaped hiking yeah. boots. And they were not cheap and they were super cool. And I thought they were perfect, but I got them too small. And so for the longest time, I would find my paper thinnest socks yeah, that I've done to that. wear with them. So that's a different thing that I've done where I really <laughs> want this pair of shoes. <laughs> They've only got this size right. on sale. Yeah. So I convince myself, well, yeah, they'll stretch out or my feet will magically shrink or something. <laughs> so, and, and they just sit in your closet so they don't do that much good. So I'm, I'm wearing these, uh, these uh, hiking shoes like I'm some sort of hard ass on an REI catalog cover and uh, but i'm wearing like dainty little ankle socks like i'm a six-year-old girl i got these pair of prada lacy little things i got these puffball on the back right Right. exactly i got these pair of uh, prada kind of dress shoes that uh at a tremendous sale price that one of the reasons i got them was when we were doing a thing with arnold schwarzenegger he was wearing the same shoes and i saw those shoes in the store Uh and i liked them and but they didn't have my size they had a size below that size yeah and i just convinced myself i'd make them work somehow and i mean they almost make me cry they hurt so bad (laughs) Wow. I wore them like once. Walking like this. Just in, they'd be cool. in an effort to be more, in an effort to be more like the Gap Tooth Numbskull, in an effort to be more like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Shemini, this yeah. is a shocking revelation, it's disturbing all the way through. So there you go. There's episode two. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at ArmstrongandGetty.com. Crying on the couch sounds like the title of an 80s power ballad. (laughs) (laughs) You got me crying on the couch. Yeah, it's a Kevin Kevin Costner movie. And it's a song Phil Collins wrote for the Kevin Costner movie. (laughs) Exactly. For which you won an Oscar. Exactly. Crying on the couch. Yeah, boy, Oscar winning songs. (laughs) Collectively, a pile of rubbish. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. That's Um, right. It's the podcast. I can swear if I want, but not much. The average American couch is six years old, holds a dollar fifty-five in change, <laughs> really, and has been cried on seventeen times, according to new research. Seventeen times in six years. Wow, that's almost three times a year. If you include my whole family and my kids when they were babies, it'd be a lot more than that. Yeah, upgrade for having babies. I mean, maybe you're watching a sad movie occasionally. Whatever. I don't. I don't believe I've cried on my couch. I don't recall crying on my couch. I cry five times a year. I'd have to do the math. <laughs> <laughs> I cry five times a year. Do you have it scheduled out? Yeah, you know, every about every two months, basically. Yeah. Two, three months. A good cry. A good I mostly cry. cry when I pull into the parking lot here in the morning. Oof. And I take the vodka out of my glove compartment, take a stiff belt of it, and <laughs> head on in. I cry in the shower so no one can actually see the tears. <laughs> right. Like right. you're crying in the rain. <laughs> Crying on the couch. <laughs> oh, God. America's typical couch has been uh, napped on 36 times. I'll do that in a oh, week. Oh, please. I'm no kidding. So a couch six, naps. Six, oh. six, six naps per year over six years, that's it? That's It's criminal under couch usage. Yeah, no kidding. It seems to me you either got a nappy lifestyle or you don't. And you, yeah. 
I would I would either I, like I haven't napped on my I haven't taken a nap in many, many years. But if I'm napping, I'm going to nap on my couch a lot. Oh, yeah. The couch nap. You just you doze off. Maybe you sleep for a while. Maybe it's a couple minutes. Just it's perfect. It's so great. I'm awake. Yeah. Somebody said, hey, did you I'm fall asleep? Good. No, no, no. I've been. I've been up the whole time. <laughs> what, I, don't, I don't know what the what the impulse is for that. That I do it with my kids. My dad did it with me. Whatever. The refusal to admit that you took a, 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 a you dozed off. Yeah. Why, why would you be resistant to admit that? I, I, I don't know. It's funny. Does it make you seem like less than a man or or human or well, see, not that's paying attention. I was or? watching Game of Thrones with Judy last night, and we were watching an episode. And uh, no spoilers here. Don't worry. Um, and, and they all die. It involved one person <laughs> had the weapon. And then the other person has the weapon, uh-huh. and um, and she at one point says, "How'd she get that?" <laughs> I'm like, "What? That was a major plot point, and it happened like 90 seconds. You've been asleep. You have been, yeah, just, but just for a second. No, you missed the. It, that's the whole thing. You. Oh boy, we got to rewatch this episode now from the beginning. Yeah, but." Yeah, she's uh, getting dozy. Yeah, I'm up for another episode. It's not even like an in-person thing, too, because like if uh, get woken up with a wake-up call, right? And then all of a sudden, hey, did I wake you? No, no, yeah, no. Again, go, go again, ahead, go again the, the I don't want to tell people I've been asleep, that's especially strange if somebody called me. Why wouldn't I say, yeah, I was either taking a nap or I'm still asleep in the morning? Well, or you don't whatever. want them to feel bad. You're Is that glad it? to be talking to them. You don't want them to feel bad, I guess. I or you know, if it's it's uh, noon and you're sleeping off a drunk, maybe you just don't want people to know the way you live. There you right. go. <laughs> Speaking of that, I have I have data on the way you live in a moment. So America's typical couch, with its dollar fifty five and change, has been napped on thirty six times, played host to thirty two uh, catch ups with family. Is that a discussions? Is that what they mean? Yeah, I guess. Talking with the family? I don't like the phrasing of that. I'm going to dismiss that as a category. Has nursed us through 21 sick days. Eh. Laying on the couch when you're sick. Couch is a good place to be sick. Oh, yeah. It's your your medium sick. You're not in bed. Oh, yeah. You can watch TV. You You feel pretty terrible. You got that box of tissues by your side, your various supplies, your beverages. Uh, Nice cup of tea. Only 44%, less than half of people, are proud of the way their home looks. I'm not. I'm I'm in a different, even worse category, so I won't comment on this category. Are you proud of the way your home looks? Yeah, more or less. You are. Have you generally been? Uh, It used to be a hell of a lot messier back when we had youngsters. Would you put yourself down in the not proud of the way your home looks? Back in the day? Yeah. Uh, At times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But you're not, you're not still in the category that I'm about to be in. One in ten going so far as to say they're embarrassed by the appearance of their home. I would, I would, I would, I've never liked anybody ever coming to my house because I just, I don't want anybody coming to my house. Right. Ever. Right. But my house used to be clean. I, I would be, I would not have somebody come to my house now out of embarrassment. Honestly. Yeah. There have been times embarrassed. that, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of uncool. Cluttered. It just gets cluttered. I'm looking at Venezuela. They got no traffic on the streets. None. Now's the time. Hey, kids, we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. I don't know what Karakian traffic usually looks like. Does it look like L.A. or like rural Kansas usual? I would guess it's busier than that. Yeah. Everybody uh, seems to ride a motorcycle there. That's cool. Marshall, are you uh, embarrassed by the way your home looks? Or are you proud of it? Or what, I, what category I, are you in? I am not proud of it. My house is uh, cluttered. It uh, needs uh, continued uh, work. 
Mm. You live alone, right? I do indeed. How do you? How does your house get cluttered when you live alone? When I lived alone, my house was always perfect. Oh no, 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 sir! The I, only, only way anything would ever end up anywhere is if I put it there. I have many objects de art. I have a right. uh, a lot of knickknacks and bric-a-brac. <laughs> Plus, well, you uh, raise them fancy them squirrels in your home too. <laughs> right. You got dozens of squirrels living in there. Michael, what what category are you in as far as how you feel about the way your your home is? You know, you I'm, be, I'm proud of it now. I wasn't it. always though. So. Uh huh. Were there times where you were embarrassed? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh-huh. And Sean? Uh, I just moved into a new place. I'm currently very proud of it, uh, even though it's not yet, as yet unpacked. But yeah, uh, that's, that's that. Doesn't yeah, that's count. cheating. Yeah. Um, but my, my previous place, uh, the, the, the standard bear is, is, and I'm not quite embarrassed by it, but I'm a little, maybe it is embarrassed, but I can turn it from <laughs> embarrassing to accommodating in about yeah. a 30-minute, 40-minute right. cleaning but even session. Even living alone, yeah. huh? it just yeah. must be me, because oh, when no, I lived alone, I could keep everything. It was pretty easy. It's my towel. There's only one person that lives here. I'm going to put the towel. I'm going to hang it up. It has nothing with to how, do with opportunity. How it end up right. the There's no way you're going to have some old socks laying in the living room. I'm sure They're there my is. socks. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of I'm, course. I mean, very, very lazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> When we went to my son's uh, graduation from college, his apartment was just a sty. It was terrible. Does he live alone or roommates? He he lived alone at the time. At the time. It was you know, quite a small place, but it was certainly big enough for, for that's him. That's interesting. So then that's just a personal, that's completely your personality. Sure. Because like I said, there's never, I guarantee you, there wouldn't be one time, and I lived alone for, geez, many years. I'll bet there wasn't one time there was ever a pair of socks in the living room. Ever. Under any circumstances. Socks in the living room. Would I take off socks and, and them not be wherever I keep my dirty clothes? Oh. I'm just never going to do that. I'm not I, that sort of person. I will not notice I have gla- like a glass on my nightstand until I have like four of them. And then I'm like, well, it's, I should probably move these to the kitchen. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's whatever you decide to live. It's, and you, you fit in with 44% of Americans. Did you have a single place where you put your dirty laundry? Yeah. And you always did? Absolutely. Yeah, see, I think you're an outlier. Uh, apparently, I am. Yeah, probably, behind, probably abnormal. Behind yep. the bathroom door, right next to the hamper, because sometimes it's just really hard to get it in mm-hmm. the hamper. Sure, not everybody makes all their shots. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Impossible. Right. Nobody right. makes all their shots. But my my son has got the well, the Sean gene apparently of when it, just for that sort of thing. He's just, I'll ask him to throw away something that's in his room that's been there for way too long. It's like, how long has that been there? And he'll throw it away. And then I'll go into the pantry where we keep our garbage can, and it's laying on the floor next to the garbage can. It didn't make it into the garbage can, dude. 95% of the way there. Yes. Yeah. It's progress. Get it, that way. Get it yeah. into the garbage can. That's the whole point of the walking down here with it. But he's perfectly okay with it. It's kind of close. Or, or, oh, it didn't. You didn't notice? I'm, I'm much more aware of it yeah. now, and it's something I'm actively trying to just be better at, like with, you know, uh, the, the example in the car, right? Like a, a cup in the car. Like when I get out of the car, just take that with you. Absolutely. Just, you just go. That. It's habit. You yeah. know what drives me crazy is uh, tissues. I finally gave up on this. Facial tissues, Kleenexes, if you will. Various people, you know, you got a cold, you got allergies, whatever, you use tissues a lot, and there's a tissue just on the floor. You know, it was somewhere reasonable. Maybe a breeze came up, or whatever, but... People just walking by, stepping over it. I'm like, do you not see that? <laughs> it's obviously yours. I mean, what? how do you not see that? Bend over and pick the effer up. But no, I my, finally gave up on it. My son's ability to ignore smells, apparently, too, because 
I suppose oh. if he acknowledged the smell, he'd have to seek out what it was. Oh, yeah, and then that's clean step it up. one is you just never really internalize it in the first place. You just ignore the fact that it smells like a dump in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a glass of milk that's been sitting somewhere oh, for uh, oh, days. What was that? That's awful. That's <laughs> gross. How do you oh, just not oh, do that? Whatever, uh, you know, teach yeah. them. Anyway. So when it was uh, squirrels you're breeding, they, they take a crap, Marshall. How often do you clean that up? Do they, I, they I like am a litter on, box? Or I am on top of that like you would not believe. It's good. Litter box. Boxes for the squirrels, I insist on. Excellent. Fantastic. I will Excellent. tell you this about uh, Chateau Relaxo 2.0. Yes. I am shocked at how fun and how much enjoyment I'm getting out of having an in-unit washer-dryer after not having one for several years. Oh, what a luxury, man. Oh, my oh, God. That, you, yes. Really, if you had a choice between that and a Maybach, a $200,000 Mercedes, <laughs> you almost got to go with the washer-dryer. I probably yeah. couldn't afford the insurance on the other one, so yeah, yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> I remember that as a, especially when I was living alone again, the idea that I'm going to go out so I can just wash a pair of pants to go out, or this shirt or whatever, and not wait until I've got enough to justify going to the laundromat or down the hall. And to put up with the humiliation slash inconvenience slash randos you run into experience at the laundromat. Right. Oh, I hated that. No, I I gotta disagree on that. I mean, I have a washer dryer at home, but back in the day when I went to the laundromat, there was always usually an exotic adventure awiting. Yeah. (laughs) That's another penthouse forum story. <laughs> Lonely women, perhaps at the laundromat. There, there were there were friendly young ladies, and uh, you know it was uh, it was always a good time. Neil, <laughs> Neil, Neil Young from his Epochal Rust Never Sleeps album. Yes. You see him at every laundromat in town now. Um, some of the welfare mothers make better lovers. Welfare mothers make better lovers. D four C. Is that a song lyric? Yes. So to tie that that that. back into the couch and wrap up that conversation, so the one statistic they didn't have about the couch, which I thought was coming, but it was never, how many times you've had sex on the couch? Oh, yeah. That that seems like a common, seems like a number you ought to have to me. That's a number I could nail down from almost any couch I've ever had in my life. So many more contours and possibilities, though the humble bed certainly is fine. The couch, uh, well, it's I, I think it's got more variety. to do with the uh, where things are in uh, in in the evening or the day or whatever that you know it has to happen right there on the couch. <laughs> right. There's something about the immediacy of it or the urgency, I guess. Yes, uh, the uh, level of passion. Yeah, yeah, that is specifically great about a couch. L-O-P. Good times, good times. I've got an old couch. I've got my old couch from my college years. I still own. Oh my! It's in our shop. And uh, I've been meaning to take it to the dump, but man, it's a, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> oh my it's got God. some memories. I got stories, huh? It's got some stories. I'm going to HR. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. So uh, secrets revealed. Take a pound of ground chuck, 10 small hamburger buns, 10 hamburgers, dill slices, two te- 10 teaspoons of dried chopped onion, and McDonald's hamburger seasoning. What's McDonald's Mustard hamburger seasoning? Mustard, ketchup, and waxed paper. In the floor. In your underwear. <laughs> you know what, Sean? Hilarious. Sean, they have attorneys. My, my brother quit working. I won't mention the fast food place. It's a place I actually like, and I don't want to... Anybody get in trouble. He worked at a fast food place very briefly, but uh, somebody dropped, I think he dropped the hamburger on the floor, but somebody dropped the hamburger on the floor, 
and the manager said, you pick it up and you put it on the bun. And he thought, I can't work here. Wow. Wow. You got to give us a hint. They got a clown. Is it a monarchy system of government they're working under? <laughs> Is it somebody's son who has the same name? What's the weather like? Is it windy? <laughs> Good one. Uh, you can hear it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, the the place where they ring bells for tacos doesn't help sell hamburgers. No. No. You can hear it. No, that's a good it's, one. It's kind of not as common a fast food place, yeah. oh, but they are. I think all, I know it. They are all over the country. They sometimes they wear roller skates when they deliver the food. Oh, oh no, oh, oh. And that doesn't mean it happens anywhere else. No, other, it might not even have happened at that one place any other time, other than that one manager. He just had a bad moment of weakness. But he, yeah, he right. told my brother he scraped burgers off the floor p- there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. They sell piccolos, I'll tell you that. <laughs> They're little deep-fried piccolos, pickles. Tonic. When I was in high school, I had a friend who was his favorite thing was a piccolo. Never mind tonic drive-in, tonic drive-away. <laughs> <laughs> so here's your McDonald's hamburger seasoning. Okay. You mix this in with a pound of ground chuck. Poor chuck, he'll be missed. <laughs> right. Four tablespoons of salt. Two tablespoons of accent, which is MSG. Whatever fell out of your hairnet. <laughs> One teaspoon ground black pepper, quarter teaspoon onion powder. Mix all ingredients well and spice shaker with big enough holes to allow pepper to flow. Makes about three ounces. Then you you, you do up your beef. Then you the heavy lashings of that uh, drive hamburger over with, seasoning. Drive over it with a car. Oh, a couple stop of times. it. Then no, you put the dried onions in a container, add water, revitalize uh, them there with the water there. But doesn't this all sounds like normal stuff? So how come McDonald's burgers don't taste more like a burger you've ever eaten anywhere? And I like McDonald's burgers; I eat them weekly. It could be that they're thin and they're like griddle seared. Maybe I don't because that changes the flavor of meat depending how you cook it. But um, they've gone to non frozen because they got challenged by Wendy's on that whole thing. Yeah, I haven't noticed any difference. The pickles McDonald's uh, uses are unique in flavor. Very sour dills, according to this. Mm. Uh, that I'm reading. The only product I know that comes close to the distinctive flavor is Heinz Genuine Dills. Originally sour dills. They don't come in slices, so slice your own very thin. Mm. The pickle on a burger at a McDonald's is pretty good. It pales in the comparison to the Chick-fil-A pickle on the chicken sandwiches. Oh, man. Those are great. I love Chick-fil-A so much. I look at a pickle, all I see is a ruined cucumber. (laughs) Once again, I need to buy a Chick-fil-A franchise and put it on my way home where I'd not have to make any left turns. I need to do that myself. Are you toasting the crown of your buns, Jack? Toast the crown of your buns. Do this by laying them face down on the griddle closely together. Put a Dutch oven pot bottom side down. I got a Dutch oven for you. (laughs) Directly on top of the buns. How's it going to make the bun taste better? It's, it's not, but it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is only to apply hands-free pressure to the buns so they'll toast evenly. Don't use anything too heavy like cast iron or you'll smash the buns. Something about the hands-free pressure on the buns is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know it's good. Wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right, we're done toasting them. After about, one, after about one minute since searing the patties, turn them over. Careful, don't tear the side you seared. Add another dash of seasoning, about a teaspoon of your prepared onions. Uh, now quickly dress your buns. <laughs> <Hey> now. <laughs> quickly, immediately. 
Anyway, so we have that. Then, uh, then hand it to someone in a foreign language and done. <laughs> ah, ah, and then realize you pushing the minimum wage will get you fired and wait on the next customer. And look forward to kiosks. We have that recipe. If you'd like to try to replicate the McDonald's hamburger at home, we've got that at armstrongandgetty.com. Huh. Fantastic. That'd be kind of a fun little project if I had time for that you sort know, of thing. You know, it would be enjoyable. See how close you could get to a McDonald's burger at home. Yeah, and then, you know, as you're getting to the final stage, you got to send somebody out to get a fresh couple. Could you even come, side by side them? Here's a good one. Could you even come close to making McDonald's fries at home? The best <sighs> fries in the world? I probably am. Well, I've never had Well, your wife makes homemade French fries. Yeah, they're they're delicious, but they don't taste uh, even... They're completely different beast than a McDonald's. She doesn't fry them, does she? Or does she do them in the oven, or is she She fries them? them. Okay. I think she fries them. Like, you got a deep fryer or pan or what? In a pan full of oil. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of cleanup. Um, Yeah, you just got to figure out what sort of oil they use, I guess. But... uh, Motor. I don't... (laughs) Some 30-weight. Wow. I tell you what, the clown is going to come here and yeah. stamp your ass with the size 30 shoes. Yeah. You're going to have it coming, too. Yeah, I mean, you're going to grimace now. Who's <laughs> grimacing now? Yeah, everybody knows Why grimace is the muscle. Uh, oh, right. Does he get his hands dirty? Oh. Right. Grimace, big, burly moron. Can barely string a sentence together, but he will put you in the hospital. <laughs> yep. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.